Good morning, everybody. John Smith here again for episode three of the ACS Pod Chat. I hope you've been enjoying the previous episodes, and I hope you look forward to the episodes we have coming in the future. So just a quick recap of what the ACS Pod Chat is, for those of you that don't know yet. You're basically going to listen to an audio track uh, where I will interview somebody from our district and talk about what they're doing in their classrooms and ways that we can take that information back to our own classrooms. So once you're done listening to that, um, that audio track, you then have two opportunities to respond and explain how you're going to take that information back to your class. You can either respond through a Google Doc or you can respond through a Flipgrid link with video. Those links will be sent out to you through email and uh, you should be able to click on those links and get to the appropriate documentation um, fairly easily. Those documentation um, artifacts and the fact that you listen to the pod chat will allow you to earn continuing education credits towards your license renewals. So I hope that is really cool uh, for you because I think it's a really great thing and hey, it's free and you get to listen to this podcast or this pod chat wherever you would like to listen. So maybe you're mowing the grass or walking a dog or driving down the street in a car. Doesn't matter, you can listen and you can learn. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you our guest for episode three. So Stephanie McKnight is our guest today, and I'm super excited about this. She uh, teaches here at the high school and she teaches the sports medicine classes. And so uh, I cannot wait to hear what Stephanie has to talk about today. It's going to be awesome. Um, but before we get into the nitty-gritty, we're going to start off with our special guest question of the week. And just like last week, today's question for Stephanie is, what's the one thing you're still doing in your classroom and you often wonder why? So Stephanie, let us have it. What are you doing in your classroom that you often wonder why? Taking notes. Okay, taking notes. Explain. Well, I think part of my job is that I need to prepare the students um, for what, because I teach juniors and seniors, I'm trying to prepare the students as to how different professors are going to present information to them. And it's, it's always been note-taking. And so I wonder why. Like, do, do professors still do this? Is it still PowerPoint the way it was when I, way back when I was a kid? Or, or <laughs> is there something new that, that um, the students can take away from it? So. You know what, I, I wonder the same thing. I often wonder the same thing about note-taking. Um, we actually just talked about it in my grad class this weekend, and I was showing the, um, the, the teacher's notability and how it has a record feature. And I, I often wonder, uh, if the note-taking that we force our kids to do, like what is the real meaning behind it? Is it just because that's what we've done and that's how we take notes, or we took notes in the past, or is there some academic you know, um, reasoning behind it? And I just, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm torn on it. I don't, I feel like sometimes we just uh, take notes to take notes and it's not actually uh, anything that, that we really need um, to prepare for because kids take notes in different ways, so mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that for me, taking notes was my way of, of learning. And so it was a great learning style for me, but it's not like that for all kids anymore. And so I'm trying to, to investigate using different uh, methods. Sometimes I write stuff up on the board and they just take a picture of it. Yep. And, and I'm fine with that yep. um, because sometimes they just need to see it. They don't necessarily need to write it. So I'm trying to evolve that. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Um, I've actually gotten in trouble 
in more than a handful of staff meetings um, for for doodling and not paying attention. But it's just that's the way I take notes. Um, I was at a PD a couple weeks ago, and I know that the the presenter was giving me dirty looks because she didn't think I was paying attention. Um, but I really was, and I was taking notes in, in my style. So anyway, good, uh, yeah, good discussion there. I like the answer to your question. So that brings us to the next part of our episode three, and that is Stephanie's talk, which is entitled, You Can Teach an Old Dog New Tricks. So I'm super excited about this. So Stephanie, let's have it. All right, so I, I do teach sports medicine here at the high school. Um, by trade, I'm a certified athletic trainer, so I fix people for a living. Uh, <laughs> my job is to assess a situation, determine what the problem is, and then develop a plan to help them. And so half of my career was spent on the sidelines taking care of those injured athletes, and the other half was spent in the clinic facilitating their rehab. Okay, so there, there wasn't a lot of, of computer uh, at all in, in any of our technology at all in, in my in my job all of our patient charts were done on paper um, the only time we ever had to use a computer was to schedule patients or bill insurance companies and, <laughs> and I didn't do a lot of that so um, I didn't even have a personal computer until I was 26 um, I didn't have a cell phone until I was 26 and even my cell phone was just a phone. Uh, I made calls. <laughs> that was, that was it. That's and it. So <laughs> my, my time spent on technology was very limited. And, um, then when I became a teacher, uh, at the age of 35, um, my first few years of teaching reflected the, the same way that I was taught, which isn't terrible until you consider that I graduated in 1991. So um, all of the work that my students did was done via worksheets. Um, and the most advanced piece of technology that I used was um, the overhead projector. Um, so uh, our school district forced me into using a Mac and, and I very much felt like I was being forced. Um, that was not something that I was used to. Um, again, this was a difficult transition for me because I was used to working on a PC at home. Um, and so everything seemed kind of backwards when I had to go back and forth from using a PC to using a Mac. So even when I tried to, to do work at home on the PC and I would put it on a, save it on a little disk drive, um, and then bring it to the school, like the format, every, everything was just off. And, and so it was very cumbersome. Um, I honestly remember thinking that all technology was AI and that it was out to get me. Um, and, and technology was supposed to make my life so much easier, but instead it was making me feel like a fool. And so I resented that. Um, when we switched rooms in our building, the classroom next to me was the IT program. And at first, I was quite dependent on them. I just, I just kept running next door and asking them to fix something. Um, but I wanted to be more independent because I didn't want to, you know, take away from them. So I started asking them, okay, teach me how you fixed that. Um, teach me what I need to do the next time that this happens. And so um, once I realized that sometimes there are just glitches and it's not me personally, and, and a lot of those can be resolved by just restarting the technology. I started to feel a little more in control um, and I stopped going next door as much and I started you know, troubleshooting for myself. And so that, that was a huge step for me, um, but I, I had to take that initiative. Um, 
I remember emailing Rich Frazier the first time I fixed my son's iPhone <laughs> without help from somebody else. And it was a really proud moment. And so I started becoming more and more confident with my tech skills. Um, I learned how to Google problems um, and troubleshoot things that way. And um, so then I rarely had to bother people with, with my, my tech problems. Um, but then the next thing happened and the school gave the students iPads. And so that was something, oh my gosh. At first they gave them to the freshmen and since I only teach juniors and seniors, I had a couple of years where I didn't really have to learn anything. Um, but I knew I had to adapt. And, and this to me felt just as scary as when I first had to, to get the Mac and I had to start using it. Um, and there were two forces working against me at that time. First of all, I didn't want to learn to use it. I didn't want to learn to use another device. And this, the kids didn't want to use them either. And so at, at first I was like, okay, well, we'll just all skate by and, and not really use them. Um, and then that wasn't going to work because I realized that, you know, medical offices were switching from paper charts to digital charts. Yeah. Um, students were going to have to learn to use technology um, and I was going to have to help them uh, usher in this new era. It was my responsibility. And so um, just because my students were scoring well on their state tests didn't mean that I could just do the things the way I had always done it. I, it was a huge disservice to my students and, and they deserved better. So um, the app that was the game changer for me was Quizlet. Um, and it's a great one. Oh my gosh. It's one of my faves. It, it's simple. Um, a lot of what I do as a sports medicine instructor, we have to learn a lot of medical terminology in a short period of time. And so the tried and true method for, for you know, rote memory is flashcards. You know, you can use it over and over again. And this was just a digital version of this. Um, but when I would handwrite out all of the flashcards, I mean, that's time intensive, okay? Um, and I would have to expect all of the kids to do that, and Quizlet changed that. Um, so I could make a set of flashcards, and I could share them with my students, and then they would already have them. Um, if um, they were to make handwritten flashcards, it was bulky to carry them around with them, or you'd forget them at home. And with Quizlet, it was a free app. They were able to download it on their phone, download it on their iPad. And so, you know, if they had free time at a study hall, they could just, you know, open the app. If they were on a bus traveling to their next sporting event, they could just open the app. Like, it was at their fingertips the whole time. And it was a huge game changer because it was easy for me to create and it was easy for them to use. And so I really started looking at other options that were available for the students. It was something that was fun. Quizlet also had games on there, so if the kid didn't really like the flashcard portion of it, there were games that they could play to help them, you know, learn. Quizlet Live was something that we could do as a class, and it created a, a competition, and, and so they, they really wanted to learn to use it. And so, uh, for me, this was the first big step into you know taking the iPad, making it fun for the kids. They wanted to use their iPads, and, and so that to me was the point that kind of really launched me taking my sports medicine class you know into the future. 
um, it wasn't as scary to use the iPad anymore, and the students weren't as determined to avoid it. <laughs> well, that's good. It's not scary. <laughs> it's not, it's scary. not a scary device. Um, so now I use Google Classroom extensively. Uh, it keeps all of my assignments and my information organized. Um, it's great because when students are absent, all I have to say is check Google Classroom. It's all in there. If a student's going to be out for a day or two, all of the information is right there. So gone is the excuse, well, I didn't know what we did in class or, you know, I, I missed this in class. It's all right there. Yeah. Kid, kids are really good at making excuses, aren't oh, they? Oh, so are adults. <laughs> but um, this so kind of... So when you take it away... <laughs> when you take it away, they're, they're not left with much. And so um, my time spent photocopying all of those worksheets that I used to use. My time spent grading all of those papers that I used to grade. Um, it's been significantly reduced. and. I, I have even evolved into helping my students with their iPad issues in class. Um, no longer do they have to leave class, you know, go down um, to IT and, and have it fixed. Um, my peers have even contacted me for my thoughts on um, different apps that I use in the classroom. Using Twitter um, to promote my students' accomplishments and to, you know, let the community know what my students are doing um, is first and foremost. And, and it was all because, you know, I had to step outside of my comfort zone. I had to get on board with the fact that technology is a part of the real world and my responsibility as my student's teacher is, is to help them do that. So that's my story. I, I like it. And I think that you've you said a few you know really important things. I think that you know baby steps are important and, and, and you definitely started that. You know, you, you tried something new. Uh, reluctantly, mm -hmm. um, but once you've once you tried it, you realize that there's some some serious power um, behind some of these apps. And I and what I really like, um, especially about your story, because I've I'm in high school, um, I've seen your your growth uh, with with <laughs> technology, and and I agree with everything you said. I mean, you know, I I, I could see the um, reluctance at first, and I could see the uh, you know a little bit of fear. Uh, but you've you've changed that, and and uh, the number of phone calls I get from you has definitely <laughs> decreased. Um, so you're you're learning, and you're and you're trying things on your own, and I think that's great. But what I really like about this is that when you did start um, using Quizlet, that it was basically just a digital flashcard. So there really wasn't anything super special about what was going on. It was just a digital version. Um, but when you look at that simplicity. You, you realize, like you said, that they could now, instead of just, you know, carrying around a Rolodex of, um, you know, cards, um, I've seen my son, you know, they, he came home with that, and I was like, wait, wait, what's going on here? You know, <laughs> this Rolodex of, of terms, um, I, I think you, once you realize that they could take that with them anywhere, um, so the learning didn't have to stop. Um, and especially in programs like yours where you have to, um, you know, get the passing rates to get this, you know, through the state test and things like that to, to get certified. I think that's uh, an important piece that they can have it anywhere. They can have it on the bus. They can have it in their car. They can have it in the house. Um, they can have it in line at Chipotle because, you know, you, once you've gotten in line at Chipotle, you've committed <laughs> at least 20 minutes of your time. So that's a perfect time to, to, um, to practice those, those terms. So I think that's fantastic. But... You've, you've moved beyond that. So you went from just a digital version of a flashcard to um, something else. So like the Quizlet Live, the games, um, the kids making their own Quizlets. I mean, there's so many things that you've done that have, that have helped move those kids up that, that, SAMR, lot, that SAMR ladder that we've talked about um, where they're actually working in groups and, and, and uh, collaborating and cooperating and even competing against each other. I think that's fantastic. And some of the ideas that you've used with Quizlet recently um, to help 
um, combat some of the, you know, what happens if a group finishes Quizlet first and the game stops and some of the kids didn't get to the actual quiz um, or some of the terms. I think those are great ideas too. So um, I, I appreciate your journey. Um, you know, you can teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> I, and I think that I think that everybody has that story in them. The, the question is, can we move forward to get out of that story? I think a lot of people would be shocked if I told them I was the last person in my old district to switch over to direct deposit. Um, it got to a point where my old district said, if you don't switch, you won't get paid. Um, because I just liked taking a check to the bank. I don't know why. It made me feel special. Um, I was the last person in my old district to start writing IEPs on the computer. I was still handwriting IEPs, um, you know, even seven, eight years ago because I refused to switch over to um, the computer digital version. So I think that it's important that we all have that story. Uh, we just need to move forward. So yeah, any other, any thoughts, anything else that you want to no. say? I th I, this is okay. great. Um, and I'm glad you decided to, to jump on board with this, Stephanie. I appreciate it very much. Um, so thank you for telling your story. And I'm sure there's other people out there with the same story. I'd love to hear your story. So as part of the, uh, you know, the ACS pod chat, uh, I would love for you to fill out that Google form and sign up to be a guest speaker on this, uh, this chat. We've had two great district people already. I'd love to get people from other schools in our district so they could share their stories and ways that we can use technology or learning in the classroom. Uh, I've got a couple people from outside our district lined up and they'll be great, but I definitely want to have more greatness from Alliance City Schools uh, participating in the chat. So thank you very much, Stephanie, for Thanks being our for guest. Uh, we really appreciate it. All right, so just some closing uh, thoughts here before you sign off and before we sign off. Don't forget to do your reflection activity through the Google Doc or through the Flipgrid link. Uh, earn some credits for those uh, few minutes that you took to listen to uh, the pod chat tonight. Uh, so again, I'm looking forward to doing more of these. If you are interested in being on the ACS pod chat, please fill out the Google form link uh, that is in the document that was emailed to you. And uh, don't forget to check us out on Anchor uh, so you can see all of the pod chats and listen to those. The numbers have been great so far, and I think the numbers are only going to climb even higher. So thanks again for attending. I hope you guys have a great evening, and peace. I'm out of here. So long, my friends. Farewell. Goodbye. I'd love to stay and play and sing for a while. But it's time to hit the road. Say goodbye so long. Farewell.